Hello and welcome to the Get Into Grips With podcast, where I, the host Tom Watson, aims to spark conversations that help inspire you to better connect, flourish and thrive. At Project Get A Grip, we want every human being to continuously grow and prosper as they traverse through the ever-changing terrain of life. By delving into the journeys and lives of others, these in-depth conversations seek to inspire you to question your beliefs, overcome fears and take positive action to better connect mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually and ultimately live a life in which you can flourish and thrive. An array of unique and inspirational guests from a variety of respective fields are invited on the show, ranging from sporting personalities, entrepreneurs, business icons, public figures, big thinkers and everyone in between. All uncensored and uncut to get to grips with their perspectives, vulnerabilities and paths of mastery. By learning from others, we can begin to find purpose, meaning and perhaps question our own personal journeys and start to transform ourselves. For episode 12, I was joined by Hayley Milbank, the CEO and co-founder of Canadox, to discuss all things CBD oil. This is something that has grown real momentum over the last year or so, and we sit down to get to grips with an array of talking points under the cannabis oil umbrella, including what CBD actually is and how it differs from marijuana, its benefits for our health and well-being, its application and variance in strengths, the legalities and research that surrounds it, as well as the potential growth of CBD in the marketplace. We also touch on Haley's personal journey and how she came to starting a cannabis oil business in 2018 after leaving a previous career behind, plus much, much more. So a little bit more housekeeping before we get started and a blooper alert also. We capitalised on the glorious weather in Bristol and recorded this episode outside, so please do persevere through the odd gust of wind and chirping birds. I also wanted to use this opportunity to correct myself and remind you that Canadox was founded in 2018, not 2008, so certainly don't want to mislead any of you guys. Hayley was also super kind enough to offer listeners of this podcast an exclusive 25% off purchase on their website, so just use GetAGrip25 at checkout to claim yours. Okay, let's get into it. Okay, we are rolling. So I am Tom Watson and I'm sat down for episode 12 of the Getting Grips With podcast with Hayley Milbank, the CEO and co-founder of Canadox, an up-and-coming UK CBD oil company. Founded in 2008 and set up with Hayley's friend and co-founder John, who both left their previous careers behind to pursue a shared passion for natural health and well-being. Canadox specialises in high-strength CBD oil in 20, 30 and 40% all of which being eco-friendly products from natural and sustainable European cannabis farms. Hayley, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Tom. Very excited to be here. I am very excited um, to be here as well. I've only just recently delved into the world of CBD, and I've got plenty of questions as well as some fan questions and questions from friends and family, so I'm looking forward to delving in. But I wanted to say a thank you for driving all the way out from Bournemouth to see me. It was a pleasure. It's beautiful here. It's really, really nice. Yeah. So, um, as with most of the episodes, we're sat um, in Bristol and fortunate enough to be recording at the Square Club. So, thank you to those guys. Um, so, before we get into the journey, because I'm obviously really interested as to why you left the day job behind and started this venture, um, 
I just want to dive straight into the deep end and clear something up because only this morning somebody said to me, what is CBD and CBD oil? Isn't it just that thing, just another way of getting high and it seems to be this taboo, people don't quite know what it is. So if you could just give us a, an executive summary on what, you, what CBD is. Okay, so uh, CBD oil stands for cannabidol um, and it does come from cannabis. Um, but it's a different strain of cannabis. So the one people are most familiar with that give you the head high is marijuana. Um, however, you can also get hemp, and that's more commonly known as industrial hemp. And you can make paper, and uh, buildings are made from it, and you can have cooking oil made from it. But then you also have uh, cannabidol. And it's kind of all the benefits health-wise uh, without the high. So you, you don't run the risk of um, having a head high that you might from marijuana. Okay, so that's, that's cleared up for those that didn't know. Um, what is it typically mixed with? So I noticed that hemp's quite a common um, sort of ingredient. Is, that, is it concentrated with that? Like what gives it its kind of texture? Uh, so, in its purest form, um, it's extracted from the cannabis whole flower, the whole flower of the cannabis plant, and that makes it go into this very sticky, almost honey-like paste. Um, and then retailers uh, of the CBD oil um, use a carrier oil that can be olive oil or hemp seed oil or MCT, even coconut oil. It's whatever their preference is. I prefer to use a carrier oil hemp seed because I wanted to keep it consistent with the cannabis plant and keep it as natural to the cannabis plant as possible. Um, plus, it's very beneficial in being absorbed into the body. Um, the carrier oil that's used um, is only relevant in uh, diluting down the strengths. So when you look at the strengths of a CBD oil, it can range from 2.5% uh, up to, as Canadops do, 40%. Um, and those ratios are just based on what carrier oil you're using. So for example, Canadops specialise in higher strength, um, so we use less carrier oil to give you more CBD. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm currently taking 5% from a high street retailer um, and I'm interested in, interested to learn like the differences between going from a 2.5% to all the way up to 40% um, what would be for me what would, would I, what would I notice a difference from going from a 5% to like a 20 30 40% um, it's really dependent on what the individuals using the CBD oil for um, without making it sound like snake oil, um, the variety of benefits it can help are just so vast. Um, you know, from from mild anxiety to extreme panic attacks, uh, from everyday general aches and pains to uh, chronic conditions, um, and that's really where the strengths sit. It all depends on what you're looking. For relief from. Um, another thing to look for is how many drops of uh, the 5% are 
are you taking per day? Because when you're taking a higher strength, you just reduce the amount of drops that are required. So uh, although we might seem like a, um, a, a high value item, um, our bottle will last longer because you're actually using less drops and just using it when appropriate rather than maybe having to keep it consistent daily five to six drops a day to, to get the desired effect. So the just touching back on the, the benefits, I mean, I've done my research before I decided to start on a low dose and it seems to be almost like a miracle remedy for helping with inflammation. For me, I, I took it for my anxiety. You know, this podcast was built off of my journey with anxiety and depression and I'm quite open about sharing that on the podcast. This, the foundation is what it was built on. And it's actually, I felt like it's really helped me. Um, and I feel that it's crazy that it can seem to be helping people with seizures, um, sort of really chronic health conditions. What kind of, is there any sort of case studies or research you've seen for it to be really beneficial in actually helping people live better, healthier, the, balanced lives? The official medical research is, um, is still so little um, and that's where our frustrations lie. The, the US market is much more mature um, and the development of research out there is a lot more forthcoming but over here we're still very um, very limited in the research that we can truly get but and as a CBD retailer here in the UK I'm very limited on um, what I can recommend or, or the medical claims I can make um, with regards to CBD but you know, in this day and age when we've got the, the internet at our fingertips, there's a lot of information out there, a lot of uh, blogs from people um, speaking personally about how CBD has, has helped and benefited them. Um, and then even so far as customers' um, reviews are just mind-blowing and I love hearing from them and I love hearing what CBD has done and it's you know to some people it's given them their life back um, stuff they couldn't do previously they're now out and about and enjoying their time with their families again um, and uh, just something we touched on before before we started recording Tom was I am quite restricted in being able to share that information as well like what what their symptoms are and, and, and what what it's helped them for. Um, due to the product being a food supplement. I can't, I'm not a licensed, I'm not someone who's licensed in the, in the medical industry, so I, I can't make any promises of what CBD can do for you. Um, but like I say, uh, without making it sound like a snake oil, it's just so vast. And the background that I've come from, very similar to you, Tom, um, depression, anxiety, panic attacks. And um, that's how I personally discovered CBD. Um, I don't have a retail sales marketing background at all. Um, I was working in the financial services industry in a technology department. <laughs> and I was a new mum and I was juggling life as we all do. 
um, and just put pressure on myself really um, to go back to work full time, maintain my career whilst maintaining everything and I just crumbled one day. Um, in hindsight, I realised for most of my life I'd had panic attacks but I didn't realise it until that moment when it was the most extreme panic attack I've ever experienced and I knew something was wrong. Um, so I, I took action. I knew I had to take, ac uh, take action for the sake of uh, my daughter and my husband. Um, and uh, yeah, I was put on a cocktail of um, pharmaceutical drugs, antidepressants, um, to assist with my depression, as well as others to assist on the moments I would have a panic attack. Um, and I accepted it, didn't question the side effects that, that came with them, I just accepted it because I, <laughs> my, my medical <laughs> practitioner told me I had to, so I obeyed. Um, but I also uh, saw a therapist and I looked to change up external factors in my life. Um, so I was signed off work for a period of time whilst I was contemplating if I was actually ever going to return to that job because that was the biggest. So what sort of era was this? This was roughly two years ago. Okay. Two years ago, yeah. Um, and then I saw an article about CBD. Um, I had never heard of it before. As far as I was aware, it was something to do with cannabis. So that illegally, uh, that ultimately drew a flag in my head that this must be illegal, this isn't okay in the UK. Which is the misconception at the you, moment. Yeah, you just say cannabis, like, Yeah. <laughs> like, you can see people right. think they're thinking about it when you say it, they're you like, CBD, they're like, you mentioned cannabis and people kind of freeze up a little bit. Yeah, I say CBD and they're like, huh? And then, and then if say I say cannabis, cannabis go, oil, oh, woo. <laughs> and it's your job, it's your business. <laughs> Like, are you operating it's, the cartel? It's amazing how, how people's <coughs> facial expressions do change when I do say that. Like, <laughs> it's like, okay, I don't deal drugs. It's cannabis oil and it is actually legal over here. Um, but that's what my motivation really is since starting this business, is to educate on CBD. Um, because I think a lot of people, I think ignorance is too harsh oblivious as to what else could be out there for them to have yeah, them. Yeah, I've only, um, you know, I, I do quite a lot of reading and, um, you know, delving into these, you know, how, I'm on a constant pursuit of how we can be happier, healthier and, you know, better connected, that's kind of what I'm into in the podcast and I've only learned about it sort of six months ago and it's only been the last really since listening to your podcast on, on Tim Lovejoy that I was like oh this might actually help me um, so how do you think how can you see this trend not a trend but how do you see this sort of reaching the masses becoming a household talking subject and getting more people to experiment or you know try and implement and use it in their lives for the better um, I think like you said we, we, we live in quite a tough time and, and just, just jumping back to what you said about having a more um, open mind to new things, I think that also comes when you experience mental health and you kind of reach that level of mental health 
your mindset definitely changes and the more people I speak to that have experienced similar things to me share that same some people might call it a spirituality a sense of purpose a sense of being a bit more mindful um, it definitely swings people to to want to take better care of themselves and I think a lot of people lack that so in the stressful lives we all live in nowadays when you know social media is in the palm of our hand constantly the pressures of social media and the, you know, the Instagram versus reality the pressures we apply to ourselves a lot more people are experiencing anxiety I think it's really common now I think most people I've talked to have some form whether it's minor social to extreme panic attacks so CBD in general you know it is a food supplement it is something that could be taken daily for the rest of your life it's a completely natural plant there's no negative side effects it's not going to impact your liver or your kidneys later on it's it's something we already create in our bodies cannabinoids already have you got a cannabinoid system yeah you sort of extend a bit on that because i'm i don't know quite know what that is yeah i've seen it mentioned when you think about um runner's high the way the dopamine flows and it's that feel-good feeling we naturally create that ourselves um taking cbd is just a way that we can supplement it especially when i go back to the way our lifestyles are now we really neglect our well-being generally um, which then affects our autoimmune system which is why we then get this pain or this issue in our body um, and I just think you know in a world where we don't think twice about spending out on new phones or holidays or you know, new home entertainment systems we just forget to invest in our bodies and we've only got one and we need to look after it and um, yeah I just you know CBD is just that is is that all rounder. Um, so I initially began researching about it out of curiosity. I'm one of those people where I can't just dismiss something. I need to understand why I'm against it or why I'm for it. I need to fully understand it. So I started researching, and um, yeah, it just everything about it resonated with me. I wanted something completely natural to um, to get off what could potentially be a lifetime on these pharmaceutical drugs which scared the shit out of me I did not want to go to go down that route um, to the point where I almost uh, felt anxious about coming off of my pharmaceutical drugs which completely counteracted the fact that they were for anxiety I totally, it petrified I totally me. Had, I've been I've had a relationship with being on and off them for yeah, 10 years it's so scary to it's like, well, these are for that purpose, yet why am mm. I afraid to be without them? Mm. And that's why CBD resonated with me. It's like I can have this all-natural thing in my handbag. And it was like a, it's like a safety crutch. It's there if I need it. Um, and, yeah, I began to wean myself off of one to go on a more natural other. Um, and I haven't looked back, essentially. Uh, I went from taking it daily while I was coming off the pharmaceuticals to now I am on our mid-range uh, CBD oil and I take it as and when, you know. I have a wobble some days, yeah. 
we're this only is human. a whole new business to me. All sorts fly at me on occasion. So, yeah, it's um, I've learned how to better juggle my days and when to say no and push back. But, um, yeah, we're only human at the end of the day. So, and, I, and I know it's there to balance me back out. Yeah, I think we run the risk with... Um, you know, I, I'd hope that people don't take it and think it's just going to be the o the only thing that's going to help them. I think it's about taking that ownership and looking yes. at your holistic health and not just, you know, saying, "Well, if I just take that, everything will be fine." I think we need to take that action for, in as a whole for, for our bet for our health. Um, Absolutely, that's it's a, it's a key thing to stress, especially you know when people come to me with mental health, mental health or sleep issues. I always stress that you have to look at what's going on around you as well yes. this isn't going to fix the amount of work your boss is putting on your plate you have to have a conversation about that and, and take that responsibility it will help quieten the chatter in your head it will help you um, sleep better in the evening so you can just um, uh, relax your your physical well-being and your mental well-being but the external factors around you you know, it gives you clarity to address them. Is what I is what I hope. Yeah, it works do. with but you. It, yeah, I'd hope that it isn't something that just masks pre-existing problems. No. That's the thing. What we got to be careful with, um, and I think that's why you could argue a lot of people are on antidepressants because it's just that mask that stops. Yeah. You know the the other stresses in your life, and, and it's not thing, addressing the core problem. And that's the thing that that scares me. And I'm not saying all pharmaceutical drugs are wrong because there are some amazing things out there that people absolutely definitely need. But when there's an all-natural alternative, to me it just seems like a no-brainer. And, and like you say, yeah, to me there are drugs out there that you know that they they just fight the body in order to fix the problem, and that's a lot of that's taking a lot of toll on your body in order to to repair the damage, to fix something, and even even to touch on um, to touch on cancer. So I'm not saying CBD can cure your cancer, but all the treatment you're having is there to attack your body, to attack the cancer. And if you think of the toll that your body has to go through in order for that to do that, CBD works with your body not attacking it it's not fighting it it's finding out what you need via your um, receptors so what mental um, assistance it can provide and what physical pain relief system and where it can work in your autoimmune system um, so when, when we speak of something like cancer no I'm not saying it, it can cure your cancer it can reduce tumors or anything like that but what it can do is while you're on your chemo and radiotherapy it's, it's assisting your autoimmune system. While that's being battered, it, CBD can help rebuild it, help restore it, um, and you know relieve some of the pain you have to go to, um, assist with a better night's sleep while you're going through that. Um, and again, like I say, the autoimmune system just reduce any risk of um, infection or um, any further illness that comes hand in hand as a side effect from treatment. That's where you know, CBD comes in, and it just works alongside works what you the need. Yeah. And you've seen from people using your products. You've have you read some amazing reviews and 
Absolutely, yeah. And it makes, how does that make you feel? This, <laughs> our customers are all ages, all walks of life, all issues, really. Um, like I say, from mild to very severe and chronic. And just, yeah, the, the feedback we get from, from what it's done to people is just outstanding. Um, and like I say, got people who's who have, have got their life back a little bit they've they've gone from having quite a chronic pain related issue that's prevented them from going out enjoying time with their children um, almost making them quite reclusive um, because they're afraid to go and do anything due to the pain to um, me seeing them doing shots on um, Instagram of themselves and stories about how they're out and about with their family. Wow. I love seeing that. And that's come from from using CBD. And this can be across the board of an array of health issues that people are trying to address mm -hmm. by using CBD. Yes, yes. And it's it's really exciting. I mean, you know, I'm thankful for High Street Retailer, Holland and Barrett brought it to the high streets early last year. Do you think that was a big step in the right Massive direction? Step. Very confident of them and amazing amazing because the the press that got because again cannabis in holland and holland and barrett all these hemp leaf pictures up on the so that on must the have been in the uh, national news and yes it was yeah. it did hit yeah it caused quite a bit of um attention and it's just amazing for them to to take that leap um and then over last summer um we had the case of the little boy alfie dingley yeah so for for him in particular and certain um, types of epilepsy like he has, they require CBD and THC. So THC is the um, the the cannabinoid that gives you that head high. Um, so in the UK, we cannot have THC over 0.2 percent. So all CBD oils must have. THC no more than 0.2%. So is that seen as like a trace level, quite very that small? That is very, very small trace. Trace, um, okay. Majority of the time it comes under a lot, lot less, and due to that it's very unlikely to show up on uh, drug tests for employers. Some employers, some athletes require drug testing, so that shouldn't show. If it does, it'll show just, just a small trace. Um, so, yeah, in, in the case of um, Alfie, he requires the 50-50. So, obviously, that is illegal over here. But more recently, there are some, there are a handful of medical practitioners who have a license to distribute that to, again, some handful of patients. So, in the again, UK. in the UK. And it's exciting that, yes, okay, it's slowly getting recognised. Yet it's still frustrating because only a handful of doctors to a handful of patients. There are a lot more than a handful of patients that need it. So remind remind me of what happened to that Alfie. They, they stopped him having the treatment or the CBD. Yeah, so his mother... Because of the legalities. Yeah, his mother was having to go over to the US and Canada and was trying to get it back into the country, but customs were... were Obviously, not allowing it in and taking it taking it from her, thus not allowing Alfie to um, get the medical health help that he needed. However, that did, did spur them on to so he now has a prescription for 
this and um, like I say, as do a handful of doctors have a license now to distribute it to, to certain patients. So I think we're getting there. We're okay. going in the right direction for recognition. How far behind do you think we are to other um, markets like the States and Canada in terms of the legalities? D- disappointingly. I mean, the states have been doing it for some time now, and I think, you know, know if they're doing anything right, (laughs) it's going to be that one. (laughs) I'll have to be part two. Um, You know, in the state of Colorado in particular, um, you know, that that state's been turned around just from it being taxed and, you know, the money goes back into the economy. It goes all the way back round. Um, so is it taxable? Yes, and that's it. If we, slight merging off, just um, looking at, so Canada has legalised cannabis as a whole, even for recreational use now, um, and with great success from what we can see. So I'm, I'm hoping the UK are looking at what the States and Canada are doing. Um, so just going back um, to the the ratio of CBD and THC is there a place for THC in CBD and what are its is there additional benefits because to me that is the ingredient that gets you high like if you smoke a joint or whatever is there a place for health with THC I personally believe so yes Um, for general well-being CBD um, sits very highly, but I wouldn't rule out THC for some of its um, for some of its mental health benefits. Uh, the cannabinoid THC um, is excellent for um, issues in the case of epilepsy, which is why the fifty fifty is required. So I, I'd like to think that they recognise the necessity in THC, especially for cases um, like epilepsy and uh, MS. I say this because uh, GW Pharmaceuticals um, is a UK company and they are the UK's largest exporter of medicinal cannabis. <laughs> so, um, wow, yes, it's Sativex and okay. they... Um, so Sativex is used for epilepsy and MS cases and so they are a licensed um, pharmaceutical medicinal and they medicinal manufacture in the UK and, and distribute yeah, and but distribute obviously they worldwide. can't distribute to other to the UK on the doorstep on, on small scale to the licensed okay. uh, medical practitioners only but yeah so seeing that it's definitely recognised somewhere so for you, its medicinal properties. Do you think it will make a transition from food supplement to a purpose, uh, its own license um, outside of the food supplement, which is a grey area because we've heard that before in other yeah, yeah. other areas. Um, with the likes of GW Pharmaceuticals already seeing the benefit by doing what they're doing, then absolutely um, it will be. I just think it's a grey area because if I'm, if I'm honest with myself, it is a food supplement. It is something that anybody and everybody could potentially take every day 
to supplement their health and well-being whether you're you have an ailment or not it's uh great for your as you mentioned earlier your endocannabinoid system just keeping that uh your your body's well-being in sync in key um the bonus of that is yeah you know people have said it's also amazing uh for chronic pain depression anxiety fibromyalgia you know the list goes on and on that's awesome but technically yeah i think it can still sit in the food supplement range giving it full medicinal value i would like it to be recognized for its medicinal properties but then i think the whole game changes and what worries me is will pharmaceutical most pharmaceutical companies get involved will it then become more synthetic more mass produced more manipulated more of, more of yeah that's that's where i am concerned with so I just kind of sit in the middle. I'm like, no, I don't really want it to be a food supplement because it holds so much more benefit to other people. But I would love it to be recognised medicinally, but then the whole game changes. So it's interesting about the investment side of things. I listened to a recent podcast. Um, I got a, his name here's reference. Uh, a global investor called Tika Tawari was on London Real. And he claimed that this CBD market is going to displace billion dollars of existing markets and you've got the likes of Coke and Pepsi investing into it um, where do you see this going where I mean I see only in Bristol they've just opened a CBD um, oil coffee shop um, I've heard it they're going to be putting in beauty products sports nutrition the list goes on how do you see and what trends do you currently see being in a full-time business so you, you just have to look at what the states are doing because like i say they're a much mature market and we are so behind in comparison so yeah at the moment we're getting excited about um uh, uh cbd cafes coming and uh beauty products coming out but in the states that's been around for a long time a friend of mine was recently recently in new york and she said every shop literally every shop was something to do with CBD, whether it was a CBD vape shop, CBD cafe, CBD restaurant, CBD massage salon, CBD beauty and facial, CBD gym juice bar or whatever. She said it was just everywhere and in everything. Um, so just looking at that, I mean, I think, I think it's coming. And, and the same back home in Bournemouth, there are lots of CBD cafes around. CBDs in pretty much every vape shop going, um, in every uh, natural health shop. Um, Boots have recognised it. Barrett, like I say, I think it's like Tesco and Sainsbury's now, you can get them. Um, it's definitely on its way. And there are farms in the UK which are now getting licences to grow. For CBD and that really excites me because that's like right we're definitely seeing a transition now into just the, the, the belief in it and you're in the space now with Canadox you're operating in it mm-hmm. from a business perspective do you see it as a already a competitive market is there a, is it quite saturated already is there a lot of people doing what you do 
I, I, in the UK? Yeah, it's... I wouldn't say it's saturated. Everybody's doing what they're doing kind of thing. Um, the, the reason that I decided to take a different angle and do high strength um, just sat better with me personally. Um, you know, I was a guinea pig to, to begin with, so I wanted to have at least 20% because I wanted to work it to work fast and effectively. So if I had a panic attack coming on, I wanted to know it'd be eliminated within 10, 15 minutes. Um, but there are a lot out there. It, it is competitive, but everyone's looking for what they're looking for individually. Um, the fact that with the more of us out there, people are getting more educated, people are trusting it more. Um, and when you see the likes of the high street shops advertising it and using it, I think more people are more susceptible to opening up to trying it and at least giving it a go. When it's when you see it on the high street and it's been, you know, it's there. Like you said, we're going to get into a stage where we're walking down, you know, in town and you see in a coffee shop every yeah. so often. You're going to be more inclined. I think that's how we get it more spoken about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the taboo. household, it's, it's it, even just just cannabis. Cannabis shouldn't be um, a swear word. You say it and everyone's like, <gasps> but it's yeah, it's, it's an all natural plant. It's as far as I'm aware, it's never killed anyone. It's, it's the healing properties go way, way back. And I really think we're at a time now when there's a new generation now who are really recognizing the importance of well-being, the importance of our mental health. Um, and it's amazing what you're doing Tom and it's just getting the recognition out there and getting people talking about it you know that's the first step is just being honest and talking about it because then you know you're not alone um, doing your own research and, yeah. and making your own mind up yeah you, um, you have the you have the ability to do that and, and find what's best for you and I mean it wasn't that long ago I'm gonna even say like 10-15 years ago when yoga was still considered really kooky and like even like six years ago, talking about meditating was a bit like, oh, that's a bit hippie and a bit out there. But so many more people are recognizing the benefits of it now, and it's super common practice now. Um, you know, a, a lot of people that I turn to now, yeah, I meditate daily. And um, it's not, it's not. I think the whole conversation about mental health in general is becoming better. You know, our royals have a t mental health charity, mm -hmm. and yeah. people are starting to think more about holistic health and. I think it's great what you're doing. I think there's a need for it. Um, I noticed on your website one of your values states that you believe in the power of plants and nature, and I think it's about reconnecting with that. And we're in this, we're riding this wave of like realizing. Um, well, I like to think we're going back, but in a good way. Um, yeah. And like I said, this new generation of people are recognizing the values of yoga. Yoga isn't a new thing. Yoga went way back, and we've pulled it back in because we realize the benefits of it. Same with meditation, same with holistic therapies, Reiki, Chinese herbal medicine. These have been going on for so, so long, but they've kind of got ignored for so long because 
of the rise of synthetic drugs and pharmaceuticals and whatever but it's like we can't we don't need to ignore them and I and I do like to think there's a whole new generation of people in medicine as well who are a lot more open-minded to taking a look at well let's what are the alternatives what could be more naturally beneficial to you so looking at those alternatives I don't know how much you've seen or heard or read into um other natural forms of therapy they're using microdosing mm. with uh, magic mushrooms psilocybin mm. mdma for post-traumatic stress mm. and trauma what's your thoughts on on that side of the um health and well-being umbrella just amazing just that is what we need to be um to be focusing on because of the benefits in it i think for so long those drugs have been tarnished with um, you know the wrong brush really um, and that's what has miseducated people um, I go back to um, while I was traveling I was a keen user of coca leaf which derives from cocaine comes from plant right so I was in Peru and Bolivia and I suffer suffered incredibly um, with, um, oh my god, my mind's gone blank. When you're too high up. <laughs> Altitude sickness. Yeah. Um, and it, bam, just hit me like a wall. I'd be walking along absolutely fine, and then bam, I couldn't function for the headache and the pressure and the nausea. Um, and so my first go-to was to take the synthetic drug to help me. Um, and then uh, some of the local people that I was staying with said, no, 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 coca leaf, coca leaf. You just chew it, chewing tobacco. And then I never looked back during my time there because it was amazing. It's just a couple of leaves off of a bush <laughs> that I chew. Can't get any more natural than that, can All you? natural, no other side effects. Um, and it worked crazy. I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have it with hot water and, and drink it as a tea. Um, but yeah, even even that was illegal in all other countries in South America, apart from Peru and Bolivia. And it just baffled me. It was like how that this holds so much medicinal value, um, very similar to to CBD for its anti-inflammatory and um, yeah, all those properties. I think the states again are quite far ahead at the moment with looking into using these treatments, um, the microdosing, and particularly the therapy. I've seen they've got these clinics where you can have medical grade ketamine and have therapy on a drip on ketamine, and they're using it um, for all sorts of to help people basically. And I wonder how long it will be until they bring that into other areas in the world. I think they're still very much in the research phase. Yes. Um, and I do feel like we're slightly staggered behind the states but I just think it's fantastic that they are turning to that rather than I think we're just coming away from that pharmaceutical synthetic wave and we are acknowledging what is already available to us that we've been ignoring for so long or we've only considered for recreational purposes or illegal recreational purposes rather than the value that it could truly hold um, but I don't know. I mean, I know there's lots of research in the 60s and 70s around a lot of those drugs for mental health purposes. I mean, I think that's how 
that's how CBD got discovered um, originally uh, during the research and, and they just saw the benefits of how it was, a, was affecting the, the body and the brain receptors. And it kind of got put, and hemp kind of got put under this um, bracket of, because that, that's a, a miracle sort of um, material, it can be an amazing material, like being in the construction industry, it's one of the best, well, materials, mm-hmm. I keep kind of like say it's not a material, but actually you can build with it, it's got amazing strength, right? it's fire resistance properties, and they put it under this bracket of like, it's a drug, you can't yeah. use it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, I, yeah, I just, I don't understand, like you say, and, and how sustainable and eco-friendly growing it is. Um, it, it doesn't take much for it to be grown. I think that's why a lot of more UK farms are recognising and investing in a licence to grow it, hemp and CBD as well. Um, and yeah, just just the benefits around it. And you know, we need to be planting more trees. So yeah. <laughs> let's I- give back to the planet while we give back to ourselves as well. One of the uh, had a couple of like questions from followers and friends, and one of them I wanted to ask you was, um, what is the most effective way, in your opinion, to take CBD? Because obviously we have the drops, and also you can vape it. Mm-hmm. What's the difference, and what's your views on that? Um, so I would recommend the drops under the tongue, and you hold it there for one to two minutes. This is a uh, a really quick way for your body to absorb it under your tongue um, but some people uh, need the vape in particular uh, I've had people with asthma and they say um, vaping it and it going straight to the lung um, works much quicker the drops will do the same thing, but you might have a bit of a time lapse before you feel the benefit, whereas vaping it will go straight to the, the problem area. Um, also, it's suggested with Parkinson's as well, vaping may have a faster effect. But again, drops will do the same thing, but you might just have a time lapse before it will actually take effect. patch form as well, yeah? Can um, you get the... I, I believe in America they've got some patch forms. I'm not sure up to what strength, but you've got the balm, and, um, yeah, I've got a friend who had uh, some knee surgery and he's using the balm locally mm-hmm. on, I guess, inflammation um, yep. and had positive that can, yep, can target, Yeah, can target the issue. People with arthritis tend to use the balm to target the area. But, you know, taking the oil under the tongue can do the same thing. It will, where the body's um, pain receptor gets to work, it finds, it works like ibuprofen. Mm. It knows where to target the pain. Because of your cannabis system. Because it, of the cannabis, yeah. It's intelligent, it's talking to the body. It's all speaking to where it needs to go, so it tells, it speaks to your brain, to, it's quiet in, quiet in the chatter, so you stop thinking of pain, and you're not anxious about the pain, while it targets the inflammation of the actual area that's causing the pain. So they all kind of work hand in hand. It's just preference, really, um, on what you prefer prefer to use um, you can still use the actual drop of oil to rub on especially if it's mixed with coconut oil or hemp seed oil it works just the same way as the balm to target the area a lot of people um, 
I am aware are using it for say acne or psoriasis and the most common mistake although it's not wrong you can do this um, but when people think of acne or psoriasis you think of putting stuff on it to make it better and that even happens even if you went to see your doctor they'd give you some thick heavy medicated cream to plaster on it right Um, but what we forget is these things are caused by our autoimmune system so when we're stressed our gut is stressed um, when we're ill or not functioning properly it's due to our gut and our gut health um, so don't neglect the fact that you can take the oil orally and allow it to get to work with your autoimmune system and then that comes out so always think of what you what you consume can also help what appears externally so there are some instances where people are taking CBD oil and it's clearing their acne because it works as an uh, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, and yeah, it just it just helps from the inside out. And the same with psoriasis. There are many cases of people using CBD and consuming it and their psoriasis is getting cleared up within a few weeks. So wow. don't think put on, don't okay. forget to take in as well because it is your, your internal gut health that's the issue. Wow. Okay, that's a something yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, that's a big takeaway for, for people listening. Um, okay, let's delve into some other questions from some of the followers. Um, how would you approach introducing it for children? Is it safe for them? And what peace of mind could you give worried parents who may want to administer for their children? So, I cannot sell to anyone who's under eighteen. Um, I cannot recommend pregnant women nor children to be taking it. Um, what I would love to talk about is the states have recognised it as a benefit for children, and um, yeah, in this in the US they have child branded CBD for for their uses um, for things from autism. Asperger's, ADHD, um, and what better natural products to use on children than the pharmaceutical drugs that are already available for those issues. Um, I know as a parent, if I had to make a choice, I know which one I would turn to, to to help my child um, needing them for any of those, those problems. Um, yeah, so unfortunately in the UK I can't recommend it for children, um, that's at the discretion of the parent and your medical practitioner, but yeah, it, it's really good to see America looking at, um, at using it, at, at, at having specially formed strengths for children for certain, for certain issues. And I mean, obviously we've got the case of Alfie, he's a minor, um, and he has been given a prescription from his licensed medical practitioner to use the 50-50 cannabis oil for his epilepsy. So in the instances of children where they really need it, I like to think that they are the ones that are getting these uh, prescriptions. Okay. Um, So are you dictated by the rules and regulations in the UK as to what you can and can't say, the age groups? How does that work? How are you regulated and monitored? 
So when I decided to start this business, I wanted to ensure I'm doing everything as legal and legitimately as possible because of the industry and because I already knew um, the what I was going to come up against because of the type of product it is, surrounded by can can uh, cannabis. So I heard of the CTA, which is the Cannabis Trades Association, and you they kind of govern the UK retail cannabis industry. So I am a member of them and I utilize them for advice on what goes on my labeling, what information I can and cannot put on my website. Um, they work close to the home office, so they keep me constantly up to date with the way the law is changing, what the legalities are around uh, CBD oil. Um, they also provide the necessary guidelines for the Medical Health Regulatory Authority, which makes us have to call it a food supplement. So I willingly chose to be a member of, of that group, um, and I have their support, and I really feel, being a CBD retailer, I, I like to think that gives my customers confidence in, my, in myself and my product, um, because everything I do is run past them. It's transparent. So I am being completely open and transparent with you. My third party lab reports are all run past them. Everything Canadox is and does um, is as per UK law and legislation. But you don't have to be a member of the CTA and there are many, 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 many retailers <laughs> that are not. Um, who are still retailing absolutely fine and um, I'm sure many of them are abiding to the laws they just choose not to be a member but you must be careful because there are a few cowboys out there and I think people aren't aware of what should be provided to them um, so that's where I try and be as open and transparent as I can with our lab reporting where we get it from what we're doing with it, um, and yeah, that's. that's are there question. are there dangers of those that aren't under that regulatory body, where, when especially we introduce profits, there could be um, poor dosage, incorrect labelling. Um, you know, what are the actual dangers of this CBD product? And that's it. There's no there's no negative side effects to the ingredients that are cannabis or cannabis sativa L or hemp, however they describe it. But that's it. If you're not seeing any lab certification or reports that prove what is in it, then who knows what is in it? Could be anything. Could be selling. So it's a gamble people take when their retailer isn't providing that information. And there are loads of retailers out there. You don't, you don't have to put it up on the website. I just choose to. Because I, if you want to see it, I want it there. If you want to take it to your doctor, it's there for you to, to share with them. Um, but like I say, you don't have to do that. It's and there are many that don't. People could be hiding behind the food supplement and they could just be selling bottles of olive oil. That's, but for that's all people know, really that's so scary thing. thing. That's people the could... really scary thing. And, and I know there's been, um, it's been quite a shake-up recently. And it is 
does appear to be affecting those that aren't members of the CTA. Because the Home Office appreciate what the CTA are doing, therefore CTA members are abiding to some kind of guideline, they kind of have some security in what us as members are doing. It does feel like they are targeting, if you like, those that aren't because of those concerns. And there have been a few retailers that are not members of the CTA that do appear to have been shut down or um, had issues raised where, well, you say it's this percentage, but actually it's way down here. This isn't actually what's in your product. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like they are knuckling down. Um, but like you say, the market is so broad. There's, the competition is so are we, are we talking hundreds of retailers and businesses like thousands in the UK is it really I guess it's it's ever growing ever growing ever growing um, especially as you know people are just riding this wave now and, and the more it gets recognized the more that are jumping on board with it people investing um, and so that that's all I can stress to people who are considering CBD is look for are they a member of the CTA because that can give you reassurance yeah. that they're abiding to UK laws and they will have lab reports whether they already show it on their website or not you can email them message them ask them and they will send you one because to be a CTA member they would have to have the reports needed it gives you the peace um, of mind and if you don't understand how to read them ask them and they will explain to you because that shows you what is in there what levels of THC what levels of CBD where are they getting it from are they getting it direct from the farm going through a middleman and they're going through a white label company you, you should be able to know that information where you're getting your product from so let us know a bit more about where you get your product from and your relationship with your supplier yep so we source direct from a farm in the EU and they grow it um, organically sustainably and they extract the CBD for us so we get it in its purest form like a thick solid kind of you know, when honey crystallizes yeah. Um, and then once we receive that, we at Canadox then dilute it with um, hemp seed oil, uh, which is again organically grown in Devon. Um, and then we use the hemp seed oil as a carrier oil to the CBD. So that allows us to control the 20%, the 30%, and the 40% strength, um, giving you the highest concentration. So you CBD. do that in the UK, that part? We do that part. So UK. getting from the farm into the UK, does that raw product contain THC? And what's the rules about bringing importing that in its raw form? So we we get the um, certificate from our farm direct in the EU. So he provides us with a lab report uh, proving what is in his CBD extraction. So we know off the bat that it's low in THC already because that's the way he grows it and um, the extraction process as well. So we know how we are getting it, how he is doing it. And I want to see that so I know you you're not your just ethics. telling me it's organic. Yeah. You're not just telling me that it's this. I need to see it and I need to know it because I'm using it and I'm giving it to all these people and I want to know yeah. what, what it is, where it's coming from. Um, and that's why personally I like dealing with them directly. Um, and then when we uh, use the carrier oil to create our strengths, 
I then go to a UK third party lab and have them retest it all for my benefit for Canadox um, that my 20% is 20%, my 30% is 30%, my 40% is 40% and all the cannabinoids in it and so you can see the levels of THC in it as well. That's really um, good. That's good to hear. I mean it sounds like you're doing all the right things and it's very transparent but have you been challenged by anybody about what you're doing in general, about your ethics, um, because of this stigma around cannabis, how have you dealt with that firsthand? <laughs> so in the early days, it's probably taken about nine months to convince my parents that I'm not dealing <laughs> drugs. <laughs> well, they were like, what are you doing? You've left your job and you're dealing with any, cannabis. They wouldn't tell anybody else in my family for a while because they just, like, just ashamed. <laughs> who have we brought up? Yeah. Honestly, it took some time and it took some convincing to get my mum to even use it for some of her health conditions. My mum just started using just, it as well. <laughs> Shout out, mum. We're going to use cannabis. Shout so out like, all the mums. It's not going to get you high. Chill out. <laughs> um, yes, so, yeah, she's finally convinced now. And then so she saw the benefits in it. Didn't get the head high. So she's realised it's not cannabis as she may have known it. Um, but... Yeah, so the initial challenge when I first mentioned I was starting this business was obviously my, my parents. Um, but yeah, many, many challenges and hurdles along the way. But, you know, I'd be concerned if there weren't because it's I'm, a new, I'm it's new, a new to thing. this. I'm new to this. I think the, everyone's quite new as well. Yeah, to it. like CBD is new. Um, I've never done anything like this before. So this is totally new. Me being on social media and all, all of that jazz, the websites. So I've, I've recently come up into um, a hiccup with the CTA, so I have to be very careful when I speak under Canadox what I can say, because I cannot do any medical claims. I cannot uh, hashtag anxiety or hashtag chronic pain, um, because that is considered a medical claim. But I want to educate people on the benefits of CBD, so I try and do that speaking as Hayley Milbank uh, with my, my own personal issues um, that I've had and the benefits that I've found from CBD and that friends and family that I know have benefited from CBD, so I like to share it that way. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, let's just dive into one more um, fan question. Um, How does it become acceptable in the workplace and how do you break the image of cannabis in the workplace? Hmm. I... And I think that's closely linked with drug testing as well. Yeah, so I would immediately think of that. I think generally in the workplace, it, I don't see any, it's a food supplement. So I don't think any employer or colleague can say anything. Um, I was conscious when I was creating the branding for Canadox for it to be quite discreet. So I didn't want to be Kempley, I don't want cannabis. I want somebody to be able to confidently get it out of their handbag and be able to drop it without yeah. big flashing lights and one taking cannabis oil. Um, but yeah, with regards to employers who drug test, um, with the THC being 0.2 or under there is trace amount of THC so this could produce a false positive 
Um, but I have had a couple of instances where people have contacted me, especially with regards to our highest strength, 40%, um, which does hit 0.2 on the nose for THC, um, how it would affect them. And I've just suggested, I'm very transparent, the, um, the report is on our website. If you show that to your employer or the person they contract to do your drug test, ask them how this will affect your next drug test. And in all those instances where different people have asked me, they've all come back and said that it wouldn't be recognized as an issue. Um, but that's all I would stress is if you can get hold of your CBD retailer's lab report for that batch that you've bought and um, yeah, just have them have your employer or the um, contractor who, who does the drug test take a look at it then at least they know what to expect yeah. when something flags um, on there, but it should just be trace amount. It would... So they only test for THC. Is there ways of testing how much CBD is in somebody's body? Is that a, is that does that test exist? Um, I'm not. I don't, I'm not sure it is. It's the it's the THC that will be what they're looking for um, because it's linked the, to the psychoactive kind of element. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know that's the thing with THC. So. At the moment, for CBD on our, on our food labelling, I don't have to say you can't drive after you've taken this or be cautious of operating heavy machinery. Um, but if we accepted higher levels of THC, that would absolutely be on the labelling, which is why I believe it would affect um, employers. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. I think that might put some people's minds at rest if they're thinking about taking it or having a discussion with their employer about it so I think that's really helpful um, so I thought we might transition into some more general questions and perhaps seen as some rapid fires we sort of close out the podcast uh, so other than your sort of CBD uh, intake is there any other daily practices or routines that you can't live without um, so I've recently started um, TM Transcendental Meditation okay so that's 20 minutes twice a day, 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes again in the afternoon. Um, and yeah, I've been utilizing meditation ever since um, I had depression. Um, it was actually my doctor that encouraged me to use Headspace originally. So that was my gentle Very introduction yeah. to meditation. And from there, I kind of expanded out. Um, and then in the new year, I discovered, well, I'd heard lots about TM, but I kind of dismissed it as this fad, the same way I had CBD. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just this new thing that everyone's talking about. Um, but I looked into it and, um, yeah, I've been finding great benefit from it um, in a way that it's, like, really restorative of the body. Um, I feel like when life gets too much, I, I can only compare myself to a machine. I'm a mobile phone and my battery power is running low. But when I take 20 minutes out, it just gives me that added boost because I'm totally shutting down. I'm not concentrating on my breath. I'm not concentrating on anything. Um, both my, my subconscious and my conscious are shut down completely and I find it much more effective than sleep. It's 20 minutes of and just... you're getting better at it. Down. 
as time goes by it's like a skill it's like working a muscle absolutely um i think i took to it quite quickly my first my first introduction to it i went really heavy um which was fantastic and that that excited me to to i really connected with it um my husband took it up at the same time and struggled so much um but we spoke he was just trying too hard and I couldn't explain it. I was like you're just trying you're not supposed to try you're trying too hard he was thinking thinking too much about going under concentrating on the sounds around him whereas I actually like doing it in a noisier environment now just to test myself to, to be able skill, to, yeah. to, to quieten it but he was always distracted by a car going past or someone talking and then focusing on the sound of that car or the, the conversation it's like no the point is you just Stop. You just tune and zone out to everything, and um, now he he too is really really benefiting, and, and we can't. I, I find it addictive. I can't live without it now. It wow. definitely. And you never miss a day. No, and I find it so beneficial to do it at the start of my day, before um, I kick off my Canadox day, and then again at the end of the day, so I'm nice and fresh for my evening with my husband and my daughter. So they get be present with them. The they best, get the best of me. You. Yeah. I can give my best during the day, and then I give myself a little battery top up to give to them. So are you doing that under your own steam now? Are you still using any apps? Um, under my own skills now, but there are the odd top up group where you can go along for group meditations, which is really lovely. That's something else I really enjoy being in a room full of other people doing TM. I wow. can't explain it, but the energy you also receive from the other people. I did sends a, me deeper um, I did a gong they call it a gong bath meditation oh, in Bali I was in there a couple of months ago over there a couple of months ago and it was like really it was really intense like they're, these these bowls they create vibration and sort of hover over your body it all sounds very you know but actually it was it was an amazing experience like the energy in my body like it was a very strange feeling I, I can't explain it, but very, I hope that people... I felt like I was high, but yeah. it was just, just from vibration and being around people in that in that environment. is It was quite an interesting experience. Yeah, I just think for so long, people like, you know, we're all made up of energy, we're all this, we are. And then when we actually tap into these things, we're like, ooh. It was really <laughs> know, strange that's hippie, sensation. That's not, that's not weird, that's a bit strange. But it's like, no, it's it makes total sense, so... When you understand, like, you know, we're all connected, we're all. Um, yeah, it's very spiritual, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so let's uh, move on to is there any um, books or podcasts that you can recommend that have had a big impact on your life and um, share with listeners? So, the, I've had an amazing book um, that I encourage all women and men to read is a book called wild power um it's about uh be feeling more empowered by your menstrual cycle um and i can't share it enough to uh the women that come and go in my life um yeah i just think if you're uh, going through puberty to postmenopausal, it's an absolute must read um i went through most of my life dreading uh, my menstrual cycle 
for no reason because you can be empowered by it and if you understand it it's less threatening it's less scary it's less painful when you understand what's going on and um yeah it's, it's the one thing i learned through my mental health as well that you know our bodies are different and i think that's why i say men and women should read this to understand um how we connect with ourselves and well-being and we need to change how we look at things and then if you understand your menstrual cycle then there's a great um there's a great chapter in there about how to prepare for it so that you aren't stressed and tense and anxious during that time because that doesn't help with period pain i get a lot of people use cbd for period cramping and the balancing of hormones which is awesome <laughs> again i'd rather not take a synthetic drug to help um balance my mood during that time um, and be popping loads of ibuprofen because of the cramping during that time so having CBD to do that for me all natural work with the body work with the body okay. keeps my mood nice and chill as soon as I feel I'm getting a bit irritable I know oh I need some CBD um, and uh, yeah I can't recommend this book enough because it's like just prepare for it just accept it um, you're only experiencing cramping and pain because you're very wound up and anxious because you've got a zillion and one other things to do so if you can prepare for that time and uh, be able to enjoy doing a little bit less during that time then embrace it yeah, that's embrace. really helpful advice I think it's something that people probably neglect and yeah. well women yeah, sort of yeah. don't think about yeah and we just we end up hating it and I don't think we should and reading this book really changes your mind like you stop hating it you actually embrace it and it's a very special thing so we'll put that in the show notes so Wild Power um, by Alexandra Pope okay I'll pop that down in the notes cool okay um, so any uh, any podcasts that you're a fan of a uh, huge fan of Dear Lovejoy. Oh, shout out to Lovejoy. <laughs> shout out to Lovejoy. <laughs> um, and he's a nice guy, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, just had a, an amazing chat about mental health, and yeah, um, yeah. get in touch with with Tim, yeah. Tom. Absolutely, I'd, I'd I think love he'd to reach love out to. to him. Yeah, like um, a really he's a huge mental health advocate as well, and yeah, I just had a really insightful talk. Um, one thing he said is you, a lot of people who go through mental health issues and depression like I suffered from depression and he said he made he just said own it and it made me feel really empowered it's like you know you don't have to suffer from depression I now accept I was depressed and when you accept it and you accept the reason why it happened to you, then it's like, well, of course I was. Of course I was. I went through a really crappy time and all this stuff was happening to me. So damn right, I did. I should have been. I'd have been, I wouldn't have been human if I didn't sink that low because of all those things that had happened to me. And um, yeah, he, he really empowered me to think, yeah, do you know what, I'm not, it, it's not a thing of the past. It will always stay with me now depression didn't happen I still have it it's never going to go away but I own it now and I'm actually thankful for it because like we said at the beginning of the podcast I think when you go through a mental when you accept mental health it changes you and I'm definitely a lot more 
spiritual, a bit more open-minded, a bit more accepting of different ways I can help my, my well-being. Materialistic things are not important to me anymore. It's about what makes me happy and healthy now. And would that have come if I didn't hit rock bottom with depression? I don't know, but I like to think it, it had something to do with it. about yourself. I think it's a positive you, from it. It's, yeah. it's certainly given me more opportunities in life, having experienced that. Yeah. As, as difficult as it was. And has it made you more confident? Yeah. Oddly, yeah, I, yeah, I find that really odd though. I'm like, I don't know what it was because it could have swung one way or the other, but I actually felt felt it made me a more confident person. I was a lot quieter, a lot shyer, a lot more of an introvert. Whereas after it happened to me and after I came through the other side, I felt I really needed to share it with my friends and family because I was concerned it could happen to them too. They're very similar to me. They're they're trying to juggle, juggle their careers and their families and do it all. If I don't speak to other people about it, they might think everything's okay. And, and I think you have that problem with social media, the Instagram versus reality. All days aren't shiny, happy, sunny days. No but no one it. wants to post the real no one wants to post <laughs> stuff. It. Like, oh, this is getting too much. <laughs> because you think no one wants to see that. But I think people might not realise they want to see it but they need to see it yeah. they need to see that I'm having a digital offsite at the moment and then two weeks off to just uh, learn a bit more about my relationship with social media after reading and listening to a lot of Cal Newport stuff the digital minimalism so I urge people to check that out um, it's, it's interesting I'm feeling quite good actually Just I've just got more time to think in those small moments where I'm in a queue for something or I'm waiting to like meet yourself I'm not just on my he calls it social snacking I'm not just yeah, snacking that's, that's, that is a, a uh, I really like that it's, it's not okay just, to be bored just kind of sat here was like present and yeah. you know excited for you to, to turn up and do this today it just made me a bit more grounded whereas mm -hmm. before I'd probably just be like scrolling away and we all do it and I'm going to go back on it but I'm, I think it's just going to give me a little just bit more control, perspective yeah. just have a think about it over these next two weeks yeah oh, so you mentioning that you were doing that kind of made me think ooh yeah that's definitely needed and then last night we were catching up on some Black Mirror oh, and so it was good, a, yeah. we were watching the Smithereen, one? Smithereen one which is all like the, the social media um, he has a he had a car accident and lost his girlfriend oh that's so, such a good phone. it's such a and good and I was like it's a sign it is a sign I'm coming off I'm that's such a good episode isn't it yeah. and he gets hold of the CEO so when he, he's a He's in the mountains doing yes. it. Yeah, that was and an awesome episode. The scene where they're in the cafe and everybody is on the phone yeah. apart from him. And I see that so much and it really depresses me. I know I have a, a social media presence, but as you can tell from the dates on there, I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm not on as much as I technically should well, be. This is it. But I'm me. So <laughs> you, you get what you get from me when, when I have the time to do it. Yeah, it's about learning what works for you and your business yeah. because obviously I want to be on it to promote the podcast yeah. and spark these conversations and I think there is a space for us on it but he says that it's about making um, communication devices work for you not them, yeah. you know, you work for it. Yeah, it's yeah, and just having that habit to keep checking. That's the habit. And, I've, and I've done it. I've done it where I've like, I've just looked at my phone 30 seconds ago. Why am I looking at it again? It's addictive. But it's a horrible tick. It's it just... is a tick. And I was getting to the point where I was unlocking my phone and I'd go straight to Instagram. Like, 
automatically, not even thinking twice about it, and then you'd be like, oh, I'm on it, like, without even thinking. I don't like how it, it frazzles my brain, because then, so I've probably picked my phone up to do something, Yeah. but I get distracted by yeah. a notification, and then I'd be like, I don't actually, why, oh no, I meant to actually go and Google this, and I'm looking at, looking, researching this, but yeah, it sends you off on a addictive and then next thing you know, you're looking at memes and funny videos. Yeah, that's my downfall. I don't want to be on it. <laughs> I think it's healthy. He just says in the book about how it's healthy to have these kind of quarterly off-sites or a week mm. or two where you can realign with your goals, what's important to you, and then come back online and kind of utilise what you've learned off-site. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to sort of seeing how that's going to affect me going forward after these two weeks. We'll see. Hopefully I don't fall back into bad habits. <laughs> um, okay, so last couple of rapid-fire questions. I'm mindful of time. So if you had just one piece of advice for a person who wants to succeed in your field, what would it be? Um, join the CTA. Join the CTA. I mean, the, the biggest hurdles I hit were me forgetting that I was a member of the CTA and all I had to do was go and ask them and boom, they had the answer for me. So I, I came across uh, finding a payment merchant, obviously due to the nature of the industry. Um, I can't just go for WorldPay or PayPal or Stripe because in their policy, uh, they're against CBD. They see it as a narcotic, so I can't use them. So I really struggled to find a payment gateway and wasted so much time until I thought, oh, I just call the CTA, I'm a member, see what they say. Boom, they had an answer for me straight away and put me in touch with someone and... In a short space of time, I had a new payment merchant and my website was good to start retailing. So, yeah, the advice is there. They're great. You know it's all abiding to the UK law because that's what they're there to do. So, um, yeah, definitely. Good advice. Um, so tell us something that uh, we may not necessarily know about you or those close to you, a particular guilty pleasure or hobby. Without embarrassing um, you too much. Oh God, I don't know. Oh, taking me by surprise. Guilty pleasure on hobby. Um, oh gosh. Well, <laughs> so saying about, so I, I am a bit of a Netflix and chill. Yeah. That's a good hobby. So I mean, I know it's bad because I'm just saying about social media and just vegetating. But yeah, when when I finish doing my Canadox day, and I, you know, given my best. To the, my daughter for the rest of the evening that I have her. Yeah, I do. I am a bit of a Netflix. Binger. What's on the watch list at the moment? <laughs> so we, we were really behind on Black Mirror, so we're yeah, getting through those because so we're like yeah. so behind. <laughs> I urge everyone to watch Black Mirror, but, please. Yeah, well, I was never really like sure about them, but now I'm addicted, and it's just the Charlie Brooker and his messages are just fantastic, and you just watch them, and it just resonates and makes you think about what you do. And like I say, that social media one. Um, there's, there's, there's plenty on social media and the kind of television we watch and how it affects us. It's eerily close to well, where we could be going. Mm. And it it's entertaining. It really is. It's entertaining and um, yeah, it makes you think, like, oh gosh. Yeah. Um, so, last question What most worries you about our collective future? Collective how? As a, as a society. As a society. Um, I so, so so going back you watching watching those series they're not far off the truth some of the older ones have kind of already 
happened, you actually, you know, because I'm going back quite far because I've missed them, you actually see, like, oh my god, that's actually happening. Um, yeah, it does scare me. I mean, like you say, there are lots of, I love the internet. The internet holds so much value when used correctly, and social media does have a place, but I, ha having been through the mental health issues I have, I just see the pressures that it can apply, and it concerns me for my daughter. Um, she's only five, and I can already see how television and media already affects her. And I don't, I don't not shelter her, but I don't crazy shelter her either. But it's still very much there, um, and I'm very conscious of being on my phone and her mimicking me because they they match your behaviour, and also with the way the world is going the planet you know there is no planet b we need to be more aware of what we're doing this year um i uh, went vegan um for the planet essentially because you know again going back to nature there are alternatives when we're up against something there are more natural alternatives that we can turn to to better invest in this world and better invest in ourselves and the planet as a whole um yeah it's good how are you mm -hmm. finding being vegan tough hard <laughs> the choices cooking it was really exciting and easy to begin with um but yeah it's 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 food is fuel <laughs> Awesome. I'm glad it's working for you. I think it's do you feel better. good energy wise? I do. I feel so do you miss much meat better. At all? Oh my god, my skin is so much better, really? my okay. health is so much better. I get far less coughs and colds and sniffles and illnesses. My migraines have gone. Um, yeah, it, it's there's definitely something in it. And I think especially now, I think, you know, even three, four years ago, it would have been really tough to be a vegan. But there are so many uh, dairy-free alternatives yeah. out there now, and like some of the best coffee I had have had is um, made with dairy, dairy-free milk. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna start implementing a little bit more into my life. I don't think I go full vegan just yet, but I, I'm definitely more mindful about doing more vegetarian options and less yes. meat. Um, yes. I've got a friend that just has meat on the weekend, and just on the, on the yeah. week just I kind think, of keeps it plant-based. I think you should. I, I don't think anyone should just go go in shock the body because it will shock the body yeah. i think you do need to gen gently introduce yourself to um, to that kind of uh, lifestyle i went through like a whole load of research followed this whole blog about going going vegan you know because you need the probiotics in your body yeah. you need to like reline your guts you need yeah. to yeah otherwise no i think there are some instances where it's actually caused depression um, and health issues mental health body. issues coming off of certain That's things because it's all the yeah Balances. Should be mindful of that, about not mm. just dump, jumping straight in the deep end and no. building the body up. No. Okay, um, so kind of closing segment is something I do at the end of every podcast. I'm a big music fan and I believe it works wonders for our holistic health and our mood. Um, so I run a Spotify playlist, uh, get great music, and I always ask a guest for a fire up track, a chill out track, and a, and a guilty pleasure. Oh so Again, putting you on the spot. What track gets you fired up? Whether it's for a workout in the car, sing along. Like, what is uh, what's your fire up? Oh my gosh! Uh, I like. Oh my god! So many tunes! So many tunes! 
the hardest question always. <laughs> I can only think of chill out. My chill out is air. You make it easy. Okay. My fire up. Oh my goodness. Pick one. We can even just go just artists if you're struggling. I can yeah. pick one or you can let me know late, at a later date. I'm going to embarrass myself. Yeah, well, um, massive Britney fan. Uh, toxic. Up. That's Britney. <laughs> That's got to be guilty pleasure as well. <laughs> That's Britney toxic. Okay. That is a bit of a tune, to be fair. And I love that those guys, like Britney, Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, are so on, on, on it at being honest about mental health as well. Yeah, a lot of the celebs they, are coming they out. Have turned, yeah. they, they, that's what convinced me to be fans of these guys, when they're like, do you know what? I'm, you know, we're all in this together. We all that's awesome. It. So we got, uh, uh, you make it easy, Britney Toxic. Well, should we put that under the umbrella of Guilty Pleasure as well? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a hybrid Absolutely answer. gutted to have missed her. Pride last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, cool. So, um, so how can we find out more about you and Canadox um, and anything exciting in the pipeline for you guys? How can we find out more? So, you can find uh, Canadox online at www.canadoxshop.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Canadox. C A N N A D O X. Yep, so put all the links in the show notes. Uh, and anything exciting that you guys have got coming up that you can share with us, it's not too top secret. Ooh, so at the moment we only, we only have our three oils um, available, but we are looking at doing some more product ranges very, very soon. Vape pens, perhaps? Are you looking into that at all? Ooh, but I'm, I'm torn on those. That? I have, and we have had a lot of questions about when are we going to do them. Um, my only holdback, is I'm just I'm not a smoker I'm not a vapor um it's all about keeping it as natural and and pure to me the vaping is a slight change up there is a different it's visual of, as well when you see someone vaping yeah. you wonder are they you know what so I need a little bit more so give me your feedback if if you know you want to see Canadox doing a vape pen or vaping oils then do let me know because I kind of need to gauge is that what you want? Because um, how I'm coming at Canadox is from a super natural and keep it simple as possible angle. But hey, if you guys want it, then then we'll do it. That's why I keep it to just uh, cannabis and um, hemp seed oil. I don't add any flavouring. I don't. Yeah, I see just some giving brands you the most like natural way you can get it. Yeah. Flavours and yeah, I like that you're just. That's I'm what just it is. Just giving you the good, the good stuff because the good stuff will make it work quickly and effectively and that's what I want from it no smoke you. and mirrors and no, trying to make it no. fancy I know some of the, some people are like well the taste is a bit but it's quite earthy isn't it yes. yeah it is an acquired taste um, but there's ways to get around it drink some water or have a sip of tea or coffee or juice afterwards to kind of help swallow it down and get rid of the taste it's just a split second um, but yeah I was just put off I didn't want to put any flavourings in there or mess with it too much um, and that's where I worry it will go with vaping but like I said if if it really is something you want then we will consider it because some of the vape flavours are crazy now there's just an array of you get like champagne candy floss. <laughs> yeah Prosecco <laughs> you never know Canadox Prosecco, Prosecco. flavour you've, you've heard it here first we laugh now but 
Okay, uh, I think we'll wrap up there. Hey, thank you so much thank for coming on. Thank you so on. much, Tom. Thank you for having me. It's Thanks great. a lot. And that is a wrap for episode 12. I do hope you learnt something new about CBD oil and it really cleared some things up for me after recently started taking it myself. Thanks for all the followers' questions and please drop Hayley a DM if you have any more questions or suggestions for future products. Last but very much not least, a huge thank you to Hayley herself for travelling up from Bournemouth to come and see me in Bristol and also opening up about her personal struggles. Don't forget that if you want 25% off a purchase at Canadox, just use Get a Grip 25 at checkout. Thanks for listening.